hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For my about technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 176. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, the people to uh, to go to for all your networking needs. We'll tell you about them shortly. Lots to talk about this week. A lot more Apple and iPhone talk. We uh, we can't uh, avoid it because it is the biggest time of year for them. Plus, we've got a couple of great gadgets and headphones to talk about. And I do it all with my good mate, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. Good evening, Trev. Uh, big week. It's uh, as you said, the iPhone is probably the biggest story around at the moment, isn't it? It's uh, no there's doubt. nothing else around. I think everyone else is just kind of sort of receded into the background, knowing they're just going to get drowned out by by Apple and the iPhone. So you, you uh, may as well take annual leave if you work at any yeah. other technology company right now. I mean, seriously, it's, it's yeah. it'd be it'd be a hard thing to cut through on. So um, yeah. good luck to them. But uh, we've got a lot to talk about, regardless. On two blokes talking tech. And I thought, man, I thought we'd kick it off with iOS 8. Uh, we'll talk about the, the phones, the new phones in a minute, but um, iOS 8 was released today, um, you know, early, early morning, our time, um, in, in daytime in America, and uh, available as a free update when you're in your iPhone. You click on settings, you click on software update, and it tells you there's an update. Big thing to download, nearly a gig- gigabyte, and one of the big problems with it I've seen today is people that have got a small amount of storage space on their phones you don't only need a gig to, to keep the update on, but then you need a couple of gig to actually allow it to install itself. And that's yep. caused problems for people with smaller devices like 16 gig iPad minis and the like. Yep. So that's been a problem for people. But geez, mate, from my point of view, a quick download uh, took about 20 minutes to install and kind of yep. complete itself and then seamless for me and really looked like the same thing. And it was just some, some great uh, new little features throughout. Absolutely, yeah. I heard those uh, those little rumblings today too. Some people complaining that they couldn't do the update. I think the solution is if you've got a computer, of course, do the download through your computer. So let the computer take the download, install it on your device. That's a, that's a kind of workaround. But uh, I think though that this is it's it's a good it's good timing with the, the iPhone. Obviously, going to come out tomorrow. Uh, so. If you're not buying the phone, the new phone, that's what I've written on my, on my site, you can still sort of get that new phone feeling with a, an iOS update. That's so right. So it's, uh, it's good, good timing there. Uh, it, it's a lot, lot of new features that, that are, I think, quite useful. You know how they talk about, they sometimes say, oh, there's you know, 275 new features and you only use like five of them, a lot of them under the hood. I think this time out, though, there's a lot of features that you're going to use up front. I think there's quick type. I think the health app's going to be an interesting one. New way to manage your photos, uh, audio messaging. Hello, voice bite ripoff. Fan <laughs> uh, is another one. iCloud Drive, which I'm looking forward to using as well. Um, yeah, a lot of features. People are going to say, look, you know, we could do that on Google Drive and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, you can, but uh, Apple is, it's Apple's turn to do it now, I suppose. But um, I think we're just on the keyboards. I noticed I saw one of your Instagram pictures today of um, all the new keyboards you can now install yep. into iOS 8, the swipe typing. I think is going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. That was the first thing I did because I think that's that 
that's for me one of the things I do love about Android is, is getting specific keyboards and swipe uh, or, or Swift keys, the one I use, uh, very good because it learns from your Twitter, it learns from your email, it learns from a lot of different things about you. But, you know, you're right. This is fundamentally not a massive thing, but it is a lot of great little things. And I'll tell you, um, in the camera, you know, you can now manually control the exposure of the of the camera, which is a really important thing. And photographers will absolutely love it. Time lapse is not an uh, not an iPhone six thing; it's an iOS eight thing. So if you've got an iPhone five S or five, you now got time lapse uh, in your video. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of little things in there. But my favourite, my favourite of all thus far, is when you read an email from someone who's not in your contacts it automatically comes up with a little notification at the top of the screen to add that person to your contacts or ignore because it reads the email, it reads their signature on the email, and it yep. works out their phone number, their address, and all those different things so that you can just click add to contacts, you can view it and go create new contacts. Mate, well, it's fantastic. It is. I'll tell you another favorite of mine that uh, you might not have known in the in email, and in fact, I used it when I was replying to your email tonight when we were discussing the show. Right. Uh, I had uh, you sent one email with a suggested rundown. Okay, we write things down here, people. So yeah, we, Trevor, this is a professional program. Emails me a list. You know, we normally email each other a list, a rough mm. list. Stephen, have this opinion. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but the the list you sent me had a couple of blanks in it because we hadn't finished it off yet. Firing and blanks. And what you? I did, I'd started an email, mm. and I was able to push that email to the bottom of the screen and then read the email your the attachment of the previous email you sent me. Yep. And then I was able to drag it up again and and then and continue because I needed to refer to something from the previous email. Mm. I dragged down to the bottom uh, and then and back up again when I was done. But uh, I think what we're also going to be seeing, and, and of course this will be, if you're using Yosemite, they released a, a third beta yeah. this week. And now that iOS 8 is out, if you've got both, you can start using features like handoff and continuity where it allows you to like start an email on one device, finish it on your Mac and vice versa, answer calls on your Mac from your phone, things like that where it's going to be it's going to tie your device your mobile device to your Mac even closer. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really crucial thing. There is basically a lot of little things in iOS 8 and um I don't doubt there'll be some good lists created about about the the hidden features, but oh yeah, I've got a couple of them up my sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, um, and and that, those are useful. I mean, this is where the internet's beautiful because you you as a user can learn so much about your devices. You know, we take calls on the radio from people, um, you know, interested in their phones or devices, and maybe feeling like they're not getting enough out of them. And and it's great to be able to tell people about things that they just didn't know existed that are just there by default in your phone. And, um, and I really enjoy that, and I think it's, it's useful to people. Um, one of the other things, uh, when you get a notification that pops down at the top of the screen, like a screen, an SMS, you can flick it up to get rid of it, or you can drag it down to actually reply to it right there. Yeah. Um, I've noticed the, the lock screen notifications are a, a little bit more organized. They're a slightly smaller font. It's just, it just feels like it's been slightly refined in so many little ways. Um, yes. That's it's a big it's win. So, you know, Apple, uh, they, they, they really think things through. Like That's why they take their time doing, the, doing it just right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah. that's what I like about Apple. They, take, they really think about what they're doing, and they present it in a way that the customer, at the mm. end of the day, they're the ultimate judge. The customer is going to use it properly. And great uh, news for, yeah. uh, for podcasters and podcast listeners. The Podcasts app is back as a default install on iOS 8. So uh, if you uh, love your podcast, and we know you do, because you're listening to one right now, so you, know, you can't walk away from it, uh, you can now use the Podcasts app by default and, uh, and get yourself There's also the, the Health app too. Uh, is, is, uh, that, that's, I think it installs it 
Uh, so it's an extra app that it installs. Useless and to me until they integrate Jawbone. Yeah, well, I think it's coming, though. You yeah, know, no, absolutely. And, and what you're going to do, you're going to get a stack of uh, app, app updates. updates because yes. it's iOS 8 updates. Yes. Uh, you're going to have 97 uh, app updates overnight. But um, I think, obviously, it's this is going to be a prelim to the Apple Watch hmm. in, in, in however many months' time we have to wait. Hmm. Uh, this is the start of the journey, I think, for Apple in terms of the, getting into that health that health section there. The journey, Help, Stephen. Manage the journey. their health. So beautiful. On the devices, yes. <laughs> I've already filled out my uh, in case of emergency screen, by the way, too, Trev. Oh, very good. Stephen. You're not, you're not my gonna... emergency screen. <laughs> okay? I, I, I thought I'd put my wife down. But <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, feel free to put me down if you want. I might be busy that day. I'm not sure. Oh, oh, that's a hammering. Fair enough. I'll take your, take your call on that. No worries. Uh, iOS 8 is available now. It is a big download, so make sure at home on your Wi-Fi, or if you're smart, you'll be on your work Wi-Fi, so using their, their Wi-Fi, not your home. About a gigabyte of download, so decent thing, but easy to install. And, you know, there will be the odd complaint and problem, but trust me, it's not the overwhelming uh, majority and uh, well worth installing um, if you've got an iPhone uh, 5, 5S and, 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 the, and the new ones. I would say, to be honest, I'm, I'm a bit cautious about installing it on a 4S. I think that's, yep. that's really pushing it in terms you of... Can technically it does do work, it. technically. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. But I... I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on mine here, but I just I think it's a struggle. I think I think it'd be a risk. So, t- do that at your own mercy. I would suggest. Anyway, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen's got information about iOS eight on TechGuide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, the story of the week, of course, is the launch of the iPhone six and the iPhone six plus, and uh, I was lucky enough to get my hands on it, and and, as, and Trevor has as well. Uh, I had an early look, and I've written my review on Tech Guide, and uh, I'd say my review, like many of the other reviews I've read, of ninety five percent positive. The the device has really stepped up, I think, and now finally in that same. A same level in terms of screen size that customers are demanding that that all that that then with all those Android devices that we've been I think iPhone users have been lo- looking longingly yeah. towards that bigger screen I think um, and and Apple didn't just give you one choice they gave two choices and I think apart from the actual uh, people considering the device how they're going to use it the biggest choice people are going to make is the, is which one yep six or the six plus my pick. I, I like the bigger screen. I'm a six plus man. Uh, I know. I know you don't like it too heavy, and I think you got little girly hands, so you might want the six. I'm not sure about you, Trevor. Jeez, you're on the hammer time tonight. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Now I like. Look, I, I've, I like a big screen. I, I, I've been a fan of a big screen for a long time, and I'm thinking finally, if Apple make a big screen, well, you know that's going to be hard to beat. Uh, but in terms of the design, of course, it's uh, it's thin, it's light. It's uh, it's fast as well. Like the the, the mm. processor on board, the A8 processor. People think, okay, well, your apps are going to open up faster. That's terrific. But it's it's more than that. I think you've got to remember that there's a bigger screen that you're powering here. The graph, it's got a graphics uh, processor built in as well, uh, and it also works quite efficiently too. The processor, it's got a little motion co-processor as well. They all work with iOS 8, so the whole thing works together to give you really good efficiencies on board, and that results in the biggest question that people ask. What's the battery like? Mm. Uh, how many times have you been asked that? I've been asked that uh, a fair few, a fair few many, times. Yes. How, how's the battery? What's yes. the battery? First yes. question. And good news is that the battery's excellent. Of uh, I, I got two days out of the, the iPhone plus. six plus. The six I got it probably a day and a half. 
but the the bigger device means a bigger battery. So I think yeah. it will win all round. And I look, I remember too, and we didn't mention this, but I will mention it quickly now. Um, iOS eight has battery usage monitoring, so you can actually see by the app what is using up your battery. So for example, on my my iPhone five S, which I use primarily today, twenty percent of the battery was killed by Twitter. So you know I can learn that it's actually not the Apple phone that's causing killing my battery. It's the amount of time I spend on Twitter. And that's what I think is critical to people to learn. So I agree entirely. Let me also say the, um, the cases for these, uh, the leather and the silicon cases are, are wonderful, um, that they keep that same good feel to, to, the, to the device. I yep. think, though, mate, the standout feature, and I, you are right, I think the 6 is, frankly, almost a perfect size now for a phone. I think you, once you've used a 6, you won't want to go back to a 5, that's for sure. But the 6 Plus is, you know, it's a real, it's a personal thing, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think the camera is the standout feature of these phones. The the low-light uh, photography on the Plus is stunning because of the optical image stabilization. Yep. The the uh, uh, video photography on both of them is is brilliant because, again, of the stabilization that is being done digitally in the device. I, I think the camera is, once again, where Apple wins. Now, it's funny because there's always this debate about, you know, megapixels and stuff, and, and Apple's nowhere near the others with megapixels, but there's a big difference between having megapixels and having a great camera. Now, yeah, the things right. that I that, like in a camera... That's a good uh, point. You know, we should, we should, I should just really quickly just mention, yeah. like, people think people are under the wrong impression to think that more megapixels means better photos. That, that's totally wrong. Better, better photos is a better sensor. Like the, the, the resolution is just how big your file is at the end of the day. That's right. Yeah. And, and what really matters to me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father of three young children, what really matters to me is loading, opening the app quickly, snapping a photo quickly, and getting focused. Now, I don't think there is another um, phone camera in the world that can beat the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus in that regard mm-hmm. because the app opens snappy, the shutter is immediate, plus you've got burst mode, the face detection is excellent to, to choose your favourites from burst mode, and the image stabilisation, especially on, on the uh, 6 Plus when it comes to stills, is excellent. And the focus is just brilliant. It's, it it's amazing it will... taking a video, how quickly it moves, uh, how quickly it, it adjusts the focus depending on what's in yep. shot. Well, that's using that for those focus pixels too. So there's these pixels that are that can shift that focus uh, straight away from one subject to another. There's some really good demo videos actually on the Apple site. But um, uh, I think another thing we need to talk about is uh, like, you know, Apple, they justified the, the need to stay at a smaller four-inch screen until now because they were all about one-handed usage and people being able to manage it with one hand. And that was something they kept in mind, even though they went to these giant screens. That's something they still kept at the heart of the devices. They're still, if you wanted to, you can technically still use these with one hand. And the reachability feature, which is a, a double touch of the home of the home, but not a double tap. There's a difference. Yes. Double touch brings the top of the screen, the apps or the website you're browsing, down to the middle of the of the screen. So it's actually within your the reach of your thumb when you're using it one handed. Which is just another genius piece of gesture creation. Who would have thought? Yeah. You know, because the, the, the touch ID is is now a thing. But before you used to double Press the home button to 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 you know go to the uh, the closing apps part, but now mm. you just double tap because the Touch ID sensor knows. And even on the six, this is not just a six plus feature. Yes. This is on the six as well, which for girly hands like me um, <laughs> is also useful because on the six, you know, I can't reach the top of the screen without making a really weird gesture. Well, so speaking of the top of the device to the top of the screen, the lock key, which used to be on the top right hand t- side of the of the top edge, has now been moved down to the right edge so yeah. that. 
you can still grip it with one hand and lock it one-handed as well. So a lot of thoughts gone into it. I think, you know, great hats off to Johnny Ive and the team there. They've designed a device that's not only got a bigger screen, but is remarkably thinner than the other, than the 5S, mm-hmm. you know, noticeably thinner. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully the other question we have been asked is the glass apparently is ion strengthened glass. <laughs> It'll still so smash. Meant, meant not to break. Well, not to break as easily, let's just say. That's right. Now, a couple of things I wanted to say. Um, firstly, techguide.com.au, Stephen's got a full review there, including a, a, an excellent video um, of nearly every single feature you could possibly think of of the phone. So well worth checking that out. Um, you know, when you're on your commute, just uh, load up Tech Guide, click on the video and have a watch of that. But I'll tell you what I love about your review, mate, is, is when you get down the bottom, you know, what we don't like. I mean, it's important to point out that there are things about Absolutely. this device that, yep. that aren't perfect. You know, it's not waterproof. Now, my response to that, because I had that today from people, is yep. in, in all my years, and I've, I've got, I look today at the boxes I've got. I've got 3GS, 4, 4S, 5, 5S, 6s now. I've never dropped a phone in the water. So I don't need a waterproof phone. In fact, the only time I've ever submerged a phone in water is to test its waterproof capabilities. Yes, well, um, you're not you're not clumsy though, Trevor. And a lot of people you, have little accidents, you see. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, that that was that was well. If the Galaxy S five now that they, they've put at, they've created TV commercials around the fact that it's water, right. you know built for Australia and things like that. The Xperia Z two Z three same same difference. So uh, there was a big rumor that the iPhone was going to be waterproof, but obviously it's not. Um, I think too we need to talk about price. Um, yep. the, the they're not the cheapest devices in the world. Maybe the bottom end. So the sixteen gig ones are probably similar to what they were last year. But we people have to realise that the reason they're expensive at the top end is because Apple, uh, you know, like Samsung when they put out say the Galaxy S five, they make one phone with one capacity internal memory and they give you the uh, micro SD card slot so you can expand it as far mm. as you want. Yeah. Apple don't want to spoil the design by doing that, so. If you want that extra memory, you've got to pay for Apple's memory, not your own SD card memory, <laughs> and that's why it's expensive. So people need to realize that the, the new capacity now, the new top capacity, 128 gig, it's, huge. Uh, is, is, it's a lot of that's a lot of space, and, and, and that's what you pay for. 869 entry price isn't terrible for, for a phone of this quality, of this size. You know, there are, there are other similar-sized phones. I've, I'm sitting here looking at, uh, for example, the HTC One M8 Mini, and it's almost identical in size. And I would say, um, you know, in terms of build quality and everything, this is these are the two that go head to head in terms of their, their their qualities. But you know, the iPhone six smashes it out of the ballpark, and that's why you're paying for you're paying for the quality and the features. Um, there, there is something to be said about that. But you know, what what's interesting is that people just don't see the whole picture. They just see like, the one thing that's annoyed me this week has been the the Android um, fan lovers uh, that uh, that have done those 2012 phone comparisons. Now, yes. Um, this phone has things that Samsung phones had two years ago. Yep. But just because you've got something doesn't make it good. Now, my best example of that, which clearly we can't demonstrate until probably next year when Apple Pay comes here, but yep. NFC. Now, I, I just want to talk about Apple Pay for a minute, but NFC on a Samsung, a HTC and a Sony, for example, is in the back of the phone, basically behind the, the battery, sitting there on, on the cover. And you need to place your phone, specifically you need to place it on the on the NFC device to, to get it to work. Yep. What Apple have done is they've put that radio, the NFC radio, in the top of the phone, transmitting outwardly. So you point your phone at the payment terminal. Instead of placing your phone on top of it, you yep. point it in a very natural way. And the phone 
detects the terminal, the phone automatically shows your credit cards on the on the lock screen and you choose the credit card, press the touch ID and you've made your payment. That is that is genius. That's smart, absolutely. And and what you just said at the end there, the touch ID, well, that's your fingerprint now to confirm the sale. So to confirm the purchase. So that add, adds that extra layer of security in this world now where security is paramount. We need, we're, we're all worried about security of our purchases and, and everything now. Um, but uh, interestingly, though, NFC, and you're right, it's going to power Apple Pay. But I'm reading that NFC won't work uh, like other devices no, where you can transfer content and things like For that. example, you know, if you've got a Bluetooth button. speaker with NFC pairing, yeah. you can't just touch your phone against it. So what, what happened there is Apple have, like they did with, with other parts of the phone in the past, uh, the Touch ID sensor, for example, it's completely locked away. It's completely yeah. paired to Apple Pay. There's no doubt that, you know, this time next year, Apple will have opened that up to a development level yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Well, in but in iOS 8, actually, there's some, uh, they're opening it up for, for, for some apps to use it now. That's right. But, yeah. but it's, not, it's not immediate. In terms of payments and that, yeah. And, yeah. and, and it, the, the use of NFC for pairing of things, mate, here's, here's when, when NFC will be opened up. When they have a Beats Bluetooth set of headphones with <laughs> NFC in them, they yeah, will make true. it. That that's that's the ad. You can that's, see that's the iPhone six plus S. <laughs> <laughs> so look, that's just 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 quickly, we've we've covered a lot of the phone and we've talked forever about it. The full review is at techguide.com.au. Um, well, the other thing we should quickly mention is the pre-sales record: four oh, yeah. million iPhone six and six pluses in total were pre-ordered in twenty-four hours from last Friday at five p.m. our time. That yeah. is, that's not, in, that's not just in Australia though. No, that's worldwide. That yeah. is in comparison to the five. The 5 itself, not the 5S, the 5, 2 million were ordered. So in two years, they've doubled their pre-sales in 24 hours. So, you know, if you're going to predict anything, I would predict 10 million sales in the first weekend, assuming, yeah, that, assuming they, can, they have produced enough. Well, your, you, your call is that the crowd's going to be the biggest in how many years? Three years? At least three years, yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll both be there early to check it out. But, um, yeah, it, it's uh, shaping up as... Not only the biggest phones yet, but the biggest launch yet by the looks of it. Yep. Check it out. Uh, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Steve. And we do it all thanks to the good people at netgear, netgear.com.au. And if you want solid router, uh, wireless performance in your home, the Netgear Nighthawk and the Netgear Nighthawk X6. Fantastic devices, both of which have solid Wi-Fi in them, including 802.11ac, which is now supported on the iPhone, finally. So super fast Wi-Fi is now in your iPhone 6, and it's in plenty of other devices, and you can have that in your home. Get your best devices on your best network, and keep your old devices on a separate network with dual or or tri-band networking, all on Netgear routers. Netgear.com.au for all the information, and those routers... They stand out in the stores because they're, they're well-designed and they're something, something stark to look at. The Netgear Nighthawk range of routers at netgear.com.au. Now, I don't know whether it's a, a real judge of, of interest, but I have never, you know, EFTM's only three, three and a bit years old, but I've never had traffic to, to EFTM like I have for the last week. Uh, because of Same. people's iPhone, I, should, they, I wish they'd release an iPhone every week. <laughs> <laughs> because the interest in the iPhone six plans is phenomenal. Uh, you know, tens of thousands of people have been looking at the plans and pricing, because it's tough. It's complicated. Every carrier has a huge number of plans, 
and it's bloody complicated to work out. My summary of that, which is which I've used a lot this week, and we did it on a current affair tonight, is that at the low end, Virgin Mobile have smashed it out of the ballpark. If you're prepared to switch to Virgin Mobile, you're getting an extra two gig of data at the low end, which is normally a 300 meg plan. Yeah. Great value at the low end. Vodafone too have great data value at the low end. Optus and Vodafone have good value in the kind of $60, $70, $80 mark. Uh, Optus and, and Vodafone competing really well in the mid-range. At the high end, you're going to get eight, six to eight gigabytes of data with Optus and Vodafone. But, mate, my biggest problem, Telstra, they've just – it feels like they didn't even bother. Um, yeah. they, they just couldn't – they can't compete on price. They are holding on to and hoping that people are coming to them for their network and sticking to them for their network, which they should and, and will do. But on price, mate, they're just not competing. No, I agree. Yeah, I think um, the, the feedback I had, and I, I sort of set out all the plans, each each telco in its own little grid and went to a lot of trouble as well with that one. And the response I had was that don't Telstra want customers for the iPhone yeah. 6. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, interestingly, though, just before they released their plans, they were offering up to $450 credit, as, as was Optus, mm. to switch telco. So to, to, if you come from another, uh, say, from Optus to Telstra, they're going to give you up to $450 credit to pay back your cancellation fee uh, from your other carrier. Mm. But uh, you're right, 3 gig is the top, is the top uh, data allowance uh, in any of their plans. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I'm amazed. I think um, that, you know, obviously their network is superior. They've got, uh, they're, they're starting to roll out even 700 megahertz now. Uh, they're part of that spectrum, which is uh, compatible with the iPhone 6 uh, and 6 Plus. It's yeah. I, I'm not sure why uh, why they're not a bit more aggressive uh, this time of year because you know they win customers now. They're going to keep them forever with the, with these if they they give people a decent deal. And that's right. I mean, look, they they have the bulk of the customers and people have good service. They're happy with them. But an entry price of seventy seven dollars a month for only five hundred megabytes of data, no. I would I wouldn't advise anyone, uh, even a, even a low end user, to do that because you can quickly get caught with data. And that's what worries me when, you know, Optus are happy to throw 500 mega data at you for 60 bucks, but you very quickly climbs up. And that's on a, the smallest uh, device. You, you very quickly end up spending for $78, so $1 more per month, you can get two and a half gig with Optus. Unbelievable. Uh, I thought, I thought what might have happened here was what happened a few years ago. Well, they change when, them. When I bet you that they were going to give you more data. I thought that they might have done that. I thought they might have just sort of played, played. Uh, they might have been foxing a little bit early on, mm. and then suddenly come up with a couple of whiz bang five gig and eight gig or seven gig plans. Yeah. But uh, not to be. Uh, they're they're, you know, obviously you you got to pay for quality there. One hundred and thirty or one hundred thirty dollars a month for three gig of data and unlimited calls. Uh, at the top end of of of, Opt, of Telstra, and with with Optus, you pay one hundred and eleven dollars, you get eight gig, eight yeah. gig. I can't imagine needing eight gig of data eight a month. Gig. Incredible. Now, I think anyway. Optus uh, typically they're pretty aggressive, and they didn't release their six plus. I think that's not even part of the pre order, is it? Six plus. No, six plus. Prop, you can't so pre order. You got to be a lot of people walking in to buy that. So I think that's smart. Yeah. I think that's Optus. Not it, that's them holding them for store stock. Yeah, they want people buying phones. And they want the leftovers. They want the people that couldn't get one anywhere else and will literally switch for the phone. Yeah. So it's, it is. And it's interesting that, that the, the telcos and no other phone, they don't go to any as much trouble as any other phone. Maybe the Galaxy, Galaxy S4 S5. Or 5 or that they have similar, not nowhere near nowhere this near one. This, it's probably no. the closest, but not as, not as big as this. Yeah. People see, they recognize that this is the time of year when people are either planning on switching a phone 
or that they 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 time their smartphone purchase around the iPhone, mm. or people are tempted by the iPhone. They think, "Wow, I want this," and mm. they they would get out of a contract to get the new device. So uh, it just just shows the sort of clout that Apple's got in the marketplace, and how much will let's look look at the crowds of people sleeping out the front of the store to get the device. We know people want this, yep. and so do the so do the operators. They definitely do. You can check out the plans at techguide.com.au, and I've got a bunch of them at eftm.com.au. Now, the activity band market is a healthy one. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Carmen That's have cool. launched a new Vivo Smart activity band. Now, uh, just as uh, the health uh, the health kit has arrived on the iPhones, and hopefully the Garmin will be compatible with that as well, the Garmin have just released this new activity band, which has a tiny little OLED display, a hidden OLED display that only comes, you can only see it when the display is active. So otherwise, it just looks like a plain colored band. But um, this is not only an activity tracker, it's also a smart activity tracker. So that means you can pair it to your mobile phone, uh, your smartphone, and get your notifications and get some pretty detailed uh, uh, information about your activity and exercise as well. Uh, it's, got, it's got vibration alerts for all those uh, incoming notifications, all done via Bluetooth. But uh, I, I quite like uh, Garmin's uh, approach to their activity bands and their golf watches and things like that. They seem to be an outdoorsy kind of company. No, they've done well here. The Vivo Fit on its own it was, was a great device, especially because of the battery life. That's one of its its big features. Well, but yeah, one-year battery life, yes. Yeah, well, they, they actually reckon it'll nearly be two because they've never really right. tested it. But um, but the Vivo Fit Smart goes back to the rest. It's kind of a, a seven-day thing. It's got the USB charger kind of built into the band. So there's a lot of good functionality in there. And I think for people that want that that screen, I, I'm real. I I, I'm going to put it out there. I may switch to the Vivo Fit Smart from the jawbone. Um, yeah, I was thinking the same, actually. I'm uh, waiting for my review unit to come. Well, well so is Christmas, but uh, we'll get there soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, check it out. We've both, by the end of the month. Yeah, well, we've both got stories on the Vivo Fit Smart. Techguide.com.au and EFTM.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, before we talk minute reviews, we've got a couple of great headphones to talk about. I have to talk about this thing, which um, which all my radio spots this week, the, the people talking have loved it. This is best best in class. It's called Kivo, K-E-V-O, and it's a new deadlock for your front door. It'll be available on the 1st of October from Masters Home Improvement Stores, and I've installed it here at home. Now, for me to be able to install something means it must be easy because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, but in fact, I didn't have a deadlock. We had what was called a rim lock, which is a kind of lock inside your, your door. So I had to do a bit of drilling and everything. I had to drill a core out. It was all, it was all very DIY, mate. It was, it was awesome. Wow. But anyway, once you get it in, on the outside, it looks like a normal deadlock. It looks like a lock. There's a key, everything. And you can use, you get one or two keys with it. You can use those to open the door. But on the inside, four AA batteries go in. You go through a configuration um, of the device. You install an app on your phone, the Kevo, K-E-V-O app, and you register an account. And the, your phone, your iPhone, becomes the key to your home. When you install the app, you have to enable a, a Bluetooth feature that actually has your has your app and your phone constantly searching. So it's not just you know waiting for pairing; it's constantly searching for the device. But it hasn't had an impact on my battery life. The way it works, Stephen, is once it's set up, mm-hmm. I walk up to my front door, my phone in my pocket, and I touch the lock with my finger. I touch the lock with my finger. It thinks for a second, unlocks the door. I walk inside. I lock the door again. Um, uh, you, you, my wife has a key as well in her smartphone. We have a small, uh, fob, which like a little, uh, key ring fob, which yep. is on my son's school bag. So when he gets home, he just touches the door cause he doesn't have a smartphone yep. and you, you've got normal keys. Plus 
you can email guest keys. Ooh. So my brother's coming to stay for a couple of days with his kids uh, next weekend. Yep. He's got an iPhone. I'm going to email him a key to our house, and he can come in and out as he likes because he's my brother. I don't have to get a key cut. I don't have to worry about getting back off him. Yep. If I had a tradie coming around, I can email them a key and then disable that key once they've done their work. If I've got a babysitter or a cleaner coming, Mondays 6, 9 till 12, I can send them a key that only it, works uh, on Mondays between 9 and 12. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Unbelievable. I've heard of locks like this before that, that, were, maybe, that were mainly biometric locks, so fingerprint locks. Yeah. But so now Bluetooth has taken over and you've got the backup of having an actual key. So if, right. God forbid, the battery runs out and you've still got a key to get in your house. That's right. And, and you know, it's secure because it's not connected to your home network. So it's not hackable. Yeah. Frankly, yes. it's as, like in terms of, you know, being worried about security, it's more likely that they will pick the lock or smash your door down <laughs> than they will break through the Bluetooth encryption. So is there a code or something that you get when you pair it? How, do, no. how's the, how does that know that it's now, your phone and your heart, your, your lock? You, you do it, originally you do it on the back of the device when you set it up and then yeah. I become the owner of the device and now I have control over sending out keys. So right. I can send out keys from my account. You're the administrator of your lock. That's right. And if I lose You're my phone, master. I can, if I lose my phone, I can log in and cancel that key as well. Ah, there you go. It's a great device. 329, uh, easy to install if you've already got a deadlock in your door. Masters Home Improvement Stores uh, in October. Uh, full story at eftm.com.au plus I uh, videoed you know, how it works so you can have a look at me yeah. touching the lock and everything. It's very cool. Very easy to use. Highly recommended. It is easily my favorite gadget of the year thus far. And uh, you can check it out at eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I don't know what it is, mate, about sound. We, we do talk about this all the time, about the number of Bluetooth speakers and stuff coming in. But, yep. geez, aren't there some headphones and things going around? The first one you're going to talk about are, are probably my favorite headphones at the moment, the Bose uh, QX25s, which uh, I, I wore to San Jose and then I broke, which was silly of me. But yeah. um, <laughs> before I broke them, I thought they were amazing, mate. Your minute They're review. Right. They're actually the QC25. I've got to correct Sorry, you there. QC, Short for yes. Quiet Comfort 25. Uh, and these actually replaced the QC15s, which were fantastic noise-canceling headphones. But Bose, uh, as is traditional, they don't update something unless they've got something better to replace it with. So in this case, they've updated this across the board. So we're talking better uh, Buddha noise cancellation, uh, better audio quality. So the noise cancellation is done through tiny microphones inside and outside the ear cup. And then what happens, that information is relayed uh, to the onboard sensors and then a, a reverse signal is generated to, to uh, eliminate that outside ambient noise. Uh, but Bose have taken a bit of a slightly different style approach to this one. I think it's a bit more compact. It's foldable, so you can now actually fold it down into a smaller case. And they've uh, made it available in a couple of colors as well. There's a black version uh, and a white version with, with uh, tan-colored leather trimmings as well. Uh, it's $399, but if you're a traveler, if you fly a lot, if you just like good audio, then I think they're worth every cent. And uh, they're, they're, they pack down into that small case, as I said, powered by a single AAA battery that'll last up to 35 hours. So QC25 from Bose, $399. My favorite feature, Stephen, inside the little pack that you keep them in, you can put another battery. So you've, you've always right. got a spare battery too. So very, very nice product. Bose QC25s, check them out at techguide.com.au. And more on headphones from Marshall. Marshall. Well, this is the iconic 
amplifier brand. If you've seen the Marshall logo, you'll think, yeah, I know that brand. If you're a music fan, you'll know Marshall as well. And they've got a really popular range of headphones, including the Marshall Major. Now, what these are, these are kind of a retro-looking type of headphones that use the same vinyl-like material that's used on the very famous Marshall amplifiers. So uh, the, these these uh, have have that kind of vinyl look and feel. They've got the padded earphone, uh, ear, ear band, headband, sorry, with the really soft leather ear cup, so it's really comfortable to use. It's that really spiral uh, old-style amp cord that is actually your 3.5 mil jack for your headphones. So ju- just looking at these are fun. Wearing them is also great because it's great, great, uh, great sound quality as well. They're 179.95. And they look. I think they're for the price that they're actually not a bad sound. Uh, obviously, not they're not in the sort of the Bose class, so you're paying four hundred dollars more than double the price there. But I think if you're a you know you're you're a young you're a young music fan and uh, and these look they're pretty cool looking on your head. I think it's uh, not a bad little investment. They fold down to really small as well, so you can uh, pack them easily and carry them with you everywhere. Marshall Major headphones one seventy nine ninety five. Check them out at techguard.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, time to get some rest because it's iPhone day tomorrow. Apple store yeah. in the city will be down there. If you're down there and you're listening to the podcast in the queue, I don't know, wave uh, something. Come and say good day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wave say to good day. us. Wave. We'll be walking the queue, <laughs> counting the people, and uh, Stephen will be talking to you all because he's got plans. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 176. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. Stephen, a big week, but we'll be back again next week. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. See you then.